Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. L G B, straight out of Ghana, stop guys. What up to you, One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming's who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show Hi, David here, One of Gaming, going to be the episode 365 of the One of Gaming podcast. David here, as always, going to go through a little bit of what we've been playing, the UK gaming charts, the weekly news, things like that. So without further ado, please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. We have reviews, you have news, you have features on there all the time. Oh God, my voice broke then. Um, but yeah, just go to there, have a look around, see what you think. We have some nice things on there. Um, you can buy hats and t-shirts like this from the website. We also have a, I just say patrons, we have Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. But we also have an Etsy store with over 200 items for sale. Just go on to Etsy and search 1UP Gaming as in all one word and look for the store. You'll find us there. Um, as always, we're sponsored this week by Games Inspired Music. Now, this is an album that we were creating. It was going to be for a TV series, like a cartoon sort of series. And then it changed to a like a web series. And then the lead actor, voiceover guy, kind of got arrested. And then things didn't happen. And then the Kickstarter didn't go through because... The week he was meant to be doing the Kickstarter launch, it was in house arrest and couldn't get on to the sort of like talk shows in America and things like that. And then unfortunately, a couple of years ago, he died of cancer. Yeah, it had a shitty ending, didn't it? It had a really shitty ending. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Please go to audiobooksontape.com. Try and see if you can buy products from them. If you can, buy anything. Send messages that he's amazing. Send messages that uh, we wish him well because he, he's been a bit ill recently. And if you want, you can buy our first 100 podcast. Just search 1UP Gaming 
and one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. So I guess we'll move on to the show because I haven't really got much else to say. What did I do? What have I, I, I watched something the other day that was quite good. Nah. Nah. It's gone. Can't remember what I watched. It was a movie. Probably. I don't know. I'm sure if it was if it's worth mentioning, I'd have, I'd have wrote it down. Megan, I watched Megan. It's a modern retelling, reimagining of like the Chucky Child's Play sort of movies, and it's like an androidy robot that's meant to help a young girl, like toys and things. It was, do you know those movies that are quite ropey and are quite bad, but they're stupid and they're fun. That was one of the. This is that was this movie. It was stupid, but I quite enjoyed it. It was fun, over the top, mental. It was funny. I loved it. So yeah, watch Megan. It's a good little movie. So we'll have a quick ten second break, and we'll be back with this week's games we're playing this week. So back in a couple of seconds. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in the night. I'm sweating all big. I'm sweating all big. And we're back. It's me, David. So One Up Gaming, so episode 365 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. And this, my friends, is the games we've been playing this week. I do love it when I look up, because the underneath of the hat is green. You just see straight through to the background, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, so One Up Gaming, please go to the website, oneupgaming.co.uk. News, reviews, features on there, as well as like the daily content on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe, share, like, ding the bells, things like that. And this is the games we've been playing this week with me, David. So first of all, Midnight Fight Express. Now this one, I kind of liked the cover, but I thought it was a little bit generic, so I didn't play it. And then it was up on the Xbox saying that it was getting removed from the Xbox Game Pass soon. So I thought, oh, do you know what, perfect time, slap it on, have a quick go of it. And it's very much like the old school brawlers, like side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Full 3D, full 3D environments, um, nice looking, smooth animation. The camera angles more of a up, sort of angled, looking down. Um, but the fighting was good, the movement was good, the characters seemed good. I got in, enthralled with the story to start with to see how things were progressing. And I would say it's a good little game. If it's cheap, buy it. Play it while you can, it's a good little game. I don't know why I say play it while you can. If it's still on Game Pass, give it a quick go. If not, see how much it is. And it's, I'd say it's worth about £15-20. See how it goes. Next up, the... Is it the Quake 2? Like the, is, it, is it like a remake of Quake 2? Or just a re, redoing of Quake 2? That came out recently, a couple of weeks ago. And... It looks really nice, it's fast, it's smooth. Now, because I'm a old school console gamer, I had a PC, I played one game franchise on it. If anyone can guess. 
it was championship manager and then I think in about 2000-ish it went over to football manager and sports interactive I love those games um, I think I just don't have the time anymore that I used to and I used to love them so much um, but they were the only games I played on the PC and on the PlayStation on the N64 on the PlayStation 2 on the Dreamcast that's when I that's where I played Quake maybe even the Sega Saturn like the, the original Quake on that uh, they were made an amazing part of that lobotomy software I think Lobotom was it lobotomy something like that great game great game but I've not played the original source of the series so I had a quick go at this and yeah it's good it's fast, fluid, smooth, graphics look good, detailed, and it's just run and gun. I love run and gun games. Less to think about, less to do, and you're just running and shooting. I love it. So I think this is on Game Pass. And if you don't have Game Pass, say like you have a PS5 or whatever, I think it'll be about 20 quid, I guess. And it's perfect for that sort of price good little game I, I loved it next up is a game called God now this one I had no idea what this was and when I actually did download it and load it up it looked like a top-down view of say like a Diablo sort of game but it added a lot more like, village building mechanics with the one-on-one fighting mechanic -y bits with turn-based stuff and trees of life and witches and magic and all that again it was a game that I myself got lost in because I don't play this type of game I'd never played the PC style of this sort of thing where it was point and click and shoot and manage things the most of this sort of game I've played is either Cannon Fodder or Megalomania and that's just because I loved Sensible Software and those two are some of my all-time favourite games but they are very much watered down um, action strategy sort of games you know it's like you control I guess you don't control the guys because you actually point and click and shoot you don't have as much imagine Command, uh, command Conquer imagine cannon fodder mixed with megalomania so you actually moved your individual units and stuff and you built bases and built towers and things that sounds good but because nowadays you can't have the very simple streamlined interface everything's got to be like six windows in as you're digging into more detail more detail but for me i lose interest quickly and when it is a, a game that is set like that, I just get lost and I just turn off and my brain switches off. And I just don't think it's very good, unfortunately. Next up, we have Carmageddon Max Damage. Now, if memory serves correctly, this was one of the first announced, at the time, next-gen games for the PS4 and the Xbox One. And I think this got delayed and delayed and delayed and didn't actually come out to about 2017 I think 
the game itself looks okay but it's got that very cheap budget open world aesthetic um, the cars have damage modeling which is quite cool but the cars also the handling seems though that the car pivots in the middle and it sort of it rotates around and the screen doesn't catch up and then you can rotate the camera separately so it's more like a first person shooter on an on an, a pivot point in the middle of for the car and you can be driving along and rotate the camera so you're driving the wrong way to where you're looking which I get if it's like a car combat game you might need to look where you're going but I'd prefer to have like a lock on and then you hold like the Y button to lock onto that enemy so you can be driving around and you're automatically locking onto them that's just my thinking I don't like it when you're driving and moving the camera it just makes me feel ill and yeah I think it was just the license was a good license but they just didn't do the game justice so the game looks alright just doesn't play very well and I kind of got bored and I literally had no idea what I was doing to be fair I was just blitzing around so there's a video up on the YouTube have a look at that see how we do next up we have Cloud Punk now this one I've always seen the title screen and thought that looked amazing I started playing it and at first I was like what the hell's going on you're like a little shuttle thing and you're on a highway you can go up and down and then I noticed that it all looks like the Minecraft style graphics but because it's dark and it's moody and it's got all the little lights on and it just looks really nice very cyberpunky but you're basically like a delivery driver and you have to get to where it's asking you to go to then you land you get out of your little car flying car and you're like a little stick figure thing and you run around you talk to people you get packages you get back in your car and then you deliver it to where you're going and the first 10-15 minutes I was lost I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea what to do but then it clicked and then it's like do you know what it is actually a really fun little game and I really enjoyed it so I would recommend Cloudpunk it's a good little game cheap good <laughs> I don't know it's a nice nice little game I enjoyed it next up we have Strategic Mind Fight for Dominance and this one, as you might guess, went over my head dramatically. It's a top-down strategy, turn-based, and you move your units and you only have a certain amount of moves to make, and then you have to let your opponent go, they move. And it's very simple graphics, but once it gets into the combat thing, it looks amazing, it zooms in. Everything looks almost photorealistic, real. It looked amazing. Tanks and all the war machinery and stuff. It looked great. I loved it. Very hard to get into. Very difficult to work out. And I don't know if that's just because it's on the Xbox. So there's more buttons, more wheels, more digging into sub-menus to get into things. But I would easily say it's one of the better strategy games that I've played for a long time. I was able to get into it, I was able to fight things, I was able to work out what buttons was doing what. So I don't know if that was a plus or a minus, but it's, it's simple. And I, I really think for a console game you need that for the game. 
So the last game that we played this week is a game called Everspace 2. And this was on the Xbox, again, a lot of my games now are on the Xbox, so PS5 just turned off in the corner somewhere. I might move it to the bedroom, because I never use it. Uh, but Everspace 2, I loved Everspace. I think I played it on the Nintendo Switch a couple of years ago now, or maybe even more than that. And it looked amazing, it played well, and this is just a higher res, polished version of that. And... I got into the first sort of level, the training mission bit, the first level, and it looks nice, it plays nice, the story started to get you these little talons into you, and I could easily see myself putting more time into this. These are my sort of games, easy to pick up, good to play, fast responsive, and it's just a nice game. So I would say Everspace 2, good game, great on the consoles, nice thing there. So as always, every Monday on the YouTube, so every week we have different videos, uh, every day we have different videos for on the YouTube channel. Every Monday we have the UK Top 40 charts, every Tuesday we have the Boost Road series, every Wednesday we have the Which is Best, every Thursday we have the Retro Thursdays, Friday's a podcast, Saturday's the Games Played This Week, and Sunday we have the Weekly News Roundup. Going into the which is best this week we have gone into the Mortal Kombat franchise so we've got some videos someone talking over that about which one's best why it's best and all that so have a watch of that next well just let's have a look at our YouTube channel and every Wednesday we have a video going up with which is best so it's been me David One Up Gaming episode 365 of the One Up Gaming podcast. And we'll have a quick break. We're back with this week's news. So, back soon. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Per Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash perrocket. Hi, David, back again. What Up Gaming, episode 365 of the One Up Gaming podcast. So we're going to go through this week's news. So we'll start off by saying that, unfortunately, Sudoken, Sudoken, Soyukadin, Sudoken, the Japanese RPG by Konami, 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 English is not my friend. Uh, It looks as though... The HD 1 and 2 remaster and uh, oh, it looks like the Runegate and Duran Unification Wars has been delayed. Uh, Konami has announced that it's delaying Shadouken. So, so Yukiden, so Yukiden 1 and 2 remaster didn't specify any new release date. In a statement on its web- website, Konami said regarding the planned release of the HD 1 and 2 remaster, we have reached a conclusion that despite the very best efforts of our dedicated development staff to release the remaster in 2023, additional time is needed to ensure the quality performance and gameplay experience our users deserve. Konami didn't actually provide a new release date, just that the development team needs more time to work on the game. Konami also didn't explicitly state 
that the remaster was delayed to 2024, but its phrasing heavily implies that it will most likely be coming out, uh, not be coming out this year anymore. Uh, anyway, what do you guys think of that? Are you excited for these games to be remade, to be redone, or are you under the impression of big deal? Good games are good games, and good games should be released when they are ready. And when games are ready to be released, that's when they should come out. So we have another bit of news, and that is Sonic Team Head. Pixel art won't be viable art style for Sonic games in 10 to 20 years. Sonic Superstars is shaping up to be the biggest Sonic game of the year, partly because of the new 2.5 aesthetic for Classic Sonic. However, Sonic Team suggests Classic Sonic's new look may be permanent, as they believe pixel art won't be a viable style for Sonic in 10 to 20 years. According to a report from Games Radar, Sonic Team creative officer and producer Takashi Izuka said at Gamescom that Sonic Superstars is an evolution of the 2D Sonic gameplay but doesn't believe that 2D pixel art will survive as a video game form, art form for the franchise within the next two decades. This comment effectively throws cold water on the possibility of classic Sonic fans seeing Sonic Mania 2 coming to light. I don't know why that is IGN, because that's in the next 10 to 20 years, they might have Sonic Mania 2 next year or the year after. Still got nine years to get that one done. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go further further into this. But what do you guys think? Are you uh, annoyed that Sega have said that Sonic Team don't believe that there's a future in that style? Or do you kind of agree with them and just want nice new shiny things from the Sonic Team? Um... So we'll move slowly into the next bit of news. <clears throat> and that one, my friends, is Shadow Gambit, the Cursed Crew, is me, me, me's. Oh, God. Me, me, me. Me, me, me's. Oh, that is a horrible name. I'm glad you got shut down, you idiots. It's their final game as the studio shuts down. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. It's just that it's a horrible name. Me 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 Games has announced its final game is Shadow Gambit The Cursed Crew and that the studio will slowly shut down over the next few months. In a statement on its website, the studio said the team enjoyed creating games for the past 15 years and are proud that they accomplished of what they accomplished. However, the game development process took a toll. At the same time, dedicating the past decade and a half of our lives working on increasingly ambitious games took a heavy personal toll on us and our families, me, 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 said. After the release of Shadow Gambit, we decided it was the right time to prioritise our well-being and to put up the brakes instead of signing up for another multi-year production cycle. Uh, we will no longer create any new games, but we'll continue to fully support Shadow Gambit. The studio has already been working on a patch for all platforms and will release more content for the game later this year. Thankfully, Shadow Gambit's successful launch has allowed Mimimis to pay bonuses to employees while they ta transition out. The studio's portfolio includes games such as Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shotgun, 
No, Blades of the Shogun, and Desperados 3. It's late, it's game. Shadow Gambit The Cursed Crew is a real-time strategy title that takes place during the Golden Age of Piracy, where a, cursed, a curse has revived the dead with supernatural abilities. <clears throat> oh, IGN gave Shadow Gambit The Cursed Crew a 9 out of 10. Really good, so it's a shame that they've gone out, but at least they've gone out on a high, and that is something that not all game developers can say, because sometimes the final game that gets made is done so on a massive budget, massive restraints, massive problems, and it just doesn't end well. So we'll go to the next bit of news, and that, my friends, is... Robocop Rogue City is delayed till November. Now, I'm sure I read a report last month saying it's been delayed to the end of September. Uh, but anyway, Robocop Rogue City is delayed till November the 2nd. Developer Tayon has announced it was due out in September. Um, the Steam page still carries the September release window. But confirmation came from a tweet from Tayon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so IGN went hands-on with it and found slow first-person shooting, decision-making and a spot of detective work is all part of this unique feeling game. The video below has 16 minutes of exclusive gameplay from Gamescom, so watch that at IGN. But that, my friends, is about it. What do you guys think? Tayon, I love them. Uh, they really helped us out when we first started. I think it was when we had the... Was it the 3DS when that first launched? They sent us a lot of their codes for their games on the 3DS and we thank them greatly for that. And I hope that the game that they're making finally comes out and it is seen in a positive light and not just mocked and ridiculed and made really bad things said about it. But you never know these days, do you? You never know what's going to happen. Some of that might think is amazing and going to be chart-bustingly successful gets dropped and then no one buys it, no one thinks about it. But what do you guys think? Please leave comments, chat to us, talk to us, and we'll see what is going on. So next bit of news, Excitebyte64 comes to Nintendo Switch Online next week. Excitebyte64 is the latest game to join the Nintendo Switch Online N64 library. Hitting the subscription service on August the 30th. A totally rad trailer for the 23-year-old game was, re was released. It should be was released on Nintendo's YouTube. Showing the Fast and Furious motocross gameplay. How long has it been since you carved a blaze of glory through the pack of dirt? Slinging mud into the air. Yeah, we've heard all this. And I will say that this game game when it first came out on the N64 all those years ago it was one of my favourite sort of games I loved it um, and I know IGN gave it 9 out of 10 so that's good and I just think that uh, it could be a great little game but like a lot of stuff I'm just don't have a Nintendo Switch anymore I've sold man I've had two I've sold both of them and I'm not interested in getting another Switch if anything I'll wait until the next Nintendo console comes out and then I will think about buying another one. So we'll go straight into the next bit of news. And that, my friends, is... The developers of The Lord of the Rings return to Moria 
Moria created Tolkien's secret. Right, so they should have a, a, a comma there. So, Return to Moria created Tolkien's secret da, Dwarvian language. Dwarven. The developers of The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria took a frankly over the top approach with the fourth age set Dwarvian focused survival crafting game. They created the entire secret Dwarvian language just so players can hear their characters use it in game. While Tolkien fans have worked to develop the Dwarven language called, oh my god, Kruzdrill? Kruzdrill? Over the years, the developers at Free Range Games went, on, went one step further and worked with a linguist to create a full Kruzdrill grammar. That linguist is David Solo. No, not Solo. Salo. <laughs> so I'm thinking like Han Solo, who worked on the language. Who worked on languages for Tolkien for the Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, and the Hobbit film trilogies, expanding the languages. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Is this just absolute rubbish that we don't really care about? It makes nice reading and just oh, that sounds like quite good. That sounds weird. But then the game actually comes out and it's like, no one's ever going to use that. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But leave comments. Let us know. Do you guys think it's just a waste of time and no one cares about it? Or is it an actual integral part of the, the story and the franchise and things? Um, yeah, comment, tweet, let us know. <clears throat> Next up, Henry Ca um, Caval Cavill Cavill's? Cavill's? I always thought it was Caval, but it says here Cavill. Highlander Reboot could start a new franchise. I didn't even know that they were doing Highlander Reboot. So his long-awaited reboot is still on the way and it sounds epic. During an interview with Josh Horowitz on the Happy Sad Confused podcast, director Chad Stanalansky, fresh from John Wick 4, confirmed Highlander... Highlighter, Highlander is still happening and could be the start of something even bigger. I think we have some very good elements now. The trick is when you have the tagline, there can be only one, you can't just kill everybody the first time. Um, the upcoming Highlander film has been in the works since 2021, but has been short on updates since it was originally announced. Now it looks as though, uh, I'm not even going to try and say his name again, he's happy to give us a glimpse of what to expect. I'll say it for you first, the story engages a lot of the same characters and stuff like that, but we've also brought in elements of all the TV shows and we're trying to do a bit of a prequel, a setup to the gathering, so we have room to grow the property. Yeah, so that's great news for fans, like Highlander fans, fans of the TV series and the movies. Unfortunately, the plot remains firmly under wraps for the time being. And we still don't know whether uh, Cavill, Cavill will play the legendary Connor McLeod or even an entirely new and potentially non-McLeod character. Although, let's be honest, it wouldn't be Highlander without a McLeod. Uh, I've been a fan of Highlander since I was a lad. Uh, when the film was announced from the movies in all of their 80s, Queen slathered glory to the TV show with, the, with an actor that looked remarkably like one of my brother's. Being not shy with swords and having a director as talented as Chad at the helm, this is an opportunity like no other. Blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah, 
Highlander was quite good. I liked the original. It was very long, very boring, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what they're going to make with a new reboot of the Highlander franchise, but I guess time will tell and we'll see what is going on in the future. So, <clears throat> we'll move on to the next bit of news, and that, my friends, is the Flash ultimate ending revealed. Uh, it would have set up the new DCU. The Flash might have had a slightly different ending if the filmmakers had gone with the recently revealed ending shown during early screenings. According to audience reactions, reactions, early fan screenings of The Flash had a slightly different ending and it has and it has uploaded it in full of its YouTube channel. Um, as you can see, the ending is only marginally different but has a big impact. The theatrical version sees Barry Allen return to the present following a timey-wimey shenanigans and after saving his dad from prison he finds Bruce Wayne stepping out of his car as we now know this Bruce Wayne is none other than George Clooney however the original ending was a little tighter stopping just after the flash says who the is this and never revealing which Batman he finds himself face to face with here the film would have cut to black the big difference is that the audience would, was never supposed to see the Batman that he returned to, leaving the door open to a new DCU to essentially be a continuation of DC's previous films with Barry Allen resetting the universe. It would have been a neat way to explain recasting some DC heroes while keeping others such as The Flash. The unseen Bruce Wayne would allow The Flash to tie directly into the new Batman introduced in the upcoming film, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Sounds like a bloody... Um, bold and Beautiful. Fittingly, this isn't the only alternate ending that was in the mix. Another version of this saw Sasha Cowles, Supergirl and Michael Keaton's Batman show up outside the courthouse in place of Clooney. Even this ending wasn't safe, however, with Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abd Abdi stepping in following the Warner Bros. Discovery merger. I don't know who Michael Deleuze, I don't know who they are. This time Supergirl and Keaton's Batman would have joined would have been joined by Henry Cavill's Superman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Of course it wasn't meant to be and we ended up with the Clooney version instead. Yeah, I quite enjoyed The Flash. It was a stupid dumb movie but I quite enjoyed it. Um what do you guys think? Any uh, any updates on what you guys thought about it? Please leave us comments, leave us like just talk to us um, <clears throat> that's a problem when you sort of sit here and talk too long your voice gets a bit there anyway next bit of news Dune part 2 has been delayed to 2024 um, so in a major shift to the 2023 calendar Dune part 2 has been pushed back several months from November 3rd 2023 till March 15th 2024 Warner Brothers announced today the sequel to the 2021 film was set to be one of 2023's major theatrical releases and and the delay happens as Hollywood's writers and, writers and actors strikes continue. At least partly an issue is the fact that stars Timothy Chalaman and Z Zandia wouldn't be able to promote Dune Part 2 if the SAG after a strike is still ongoing in November. I wonder why that is. It's hard they're promoting something they've already been paid for. I don't know, it's weird. The shift caused something of a uh, domino effect for Warner Brothers' calendar as the studio also announced today that it's moving Godzilla across 
Kong, the new Empire, out of that March 15th spot to April 12th. And also delayed The Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohi, Ruheim. Animated film. Oh, it's an animated film. Ooh. Till from April 12th to December the 13th. Bloody hell, that's a long delay. The new date for The War, War of Rohim at least is fairly fitting as Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies were always a big December releases. Yeah, but it's not a big movie. It's an animated movie. I want big, massive, $100 million movies that look great. There have been plenty of delays and there are surely more to come as the writers Guild of America and SAG AFTRA remain on the picket lines fighting for a better deal with Hollywood Studios. Films like Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed indefinitely while Disney recently did a massive reshuffle of his upcoming Marvel, Star Wars and Avatar films. Uh, Wasn't Avatar just come out? So the next one I thought would be ages away. But Dune Part 2 is a fairly unique case given the fact that the movie has finished filming and the delay is likely due to the aforementioned promotional issues or at least the studio trying to spread out its calendar a little bit more. The promotional bans likely impacted Blue Beetle's opening which ended up with a pretty lacklustre debut this past weekend despite positive reviews. It remains seen whether other studios will follow WDB's lead with their remaining 2023 release. Some of the biggest blockbusters still to come include The Marvels, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Are they just milking The Hunger Games even more now? The Wish, never heard of that. Interestingly, Warner Bros. did not push back Wonka, which of course also stars uh, Shalomat or Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. So it has some potential heavy hitters on the schedule. I don't care about a lot of those movies. What do you guys think? Do you think that some of them are just getting moved around because they're getting moved around, they're not ready, they're not finished, they're not done, need more work, more CG effects added to it, Um, or do you think it is just, we can't promote it, let's not try and release it until we can promote it. So leave us comments. Next up, Disney VFX workers behind movies like live action Little Mermaid take a big step towards unionisation. Walt Disney Studios' visual effects designers are the latest group within Hollywood to take a step towards unionization, joining Marvel Studios artists in a broader push to seek better compensation and other benefits from studios. Variety reports that a super majority of 18 in-house VFX crew members sign or signaled their decision, nope, their design to unionize in a filming, filling yeah, filling with the National Labour Relations Board. Their work encompasses a host of live-action Disney movies, including the recent release of Little Mermaid, which have counted among, courted among Disney's most successful projects in recent years. Um, Organiser Matt Patch wrote in a statement today, courageous visual effects works at Disney Walt Prison, Pictures overcome the fear and silence that have kept our community from having a voice on the job for decades. Overwhelming majority of these crews demanding the way an end to the way VFX has always been. This is a clear sign that our campaign is not about one studio or corporation. It's about VFX workers across the industry using the tools at our disposal to uplift uplift ourselves and forge a better path forward. Um, Yeah, so what do you guys think? Do you think it's people whining or do you think people should 
get the recognition, should get the rights to a fair working day, a fair time off, just, you know, things like that, or do you reckon that we are where we are, I want to see these good movies and I want to see them quick, stop you big bitching and just get on with it and get my movie made. What do you guys think? Please leave us comments and we'll go through and we'll comment back. So the next bit of news is the biggest announcements from Gamescom 2023. Uh, here we go. So, um, got cosplay. I don't care about cosplay. Uh, Stalker 2, Vertigo 2, Billy Bust Up is a musical 3D platform. Oh god, my whole system just crashed. Um, um, so Akatori is a stylish metro venue with some slasher platforming thrown in. Um, Back to the Dawn is a prison prison, oh God, prison survival and escape RPG with a twist. Bo Path of the Teal Lotus is a journey through Japanese folklore. Survive the floating islands inside an everlasting hurricane in a loft. The Dust developer reveals gameplay for the Inquisitor. Um, hands on impressions, don't care. Lies of P gets another stellar showing at Gamescom. Off the Grid is a satirical cyberpunk game within a game with director from director Neil Blomkamp. Sky the Two Embers. Uh, new details and gameplay revealed for Like a Dragon. Uh, I thought it was Double Seven then. Homeworld 3 looks nice. Payday 3 looks rubbish. Project Mugen offers Spider-Man inspired anime action. Well, let's have a look at that. Uh, First Dwarf, never heard of it. Exile 2, oh sorry, Path of Exile 2. Off the Grid. Uh, Radeon RX 7000 GPUs. Uh, Samlek talks about Alan Wake 2. Close look at Forza Motorsport, I really want to look at some of these. Um, Death Ground. Oh, do you know what? I'm no, I'm done. I can't be bothered. Um, Gamescom just seemed like a not a great showing of games and stuff. Um, but again, it's all about you guys. It's all your show. What do you guys think? Do you think it was a rubbish show, or do you think that some of the gameplay shown off was quite good? Um, and we've got the last bit of news, and this is sad news, my friends, and that is. Uh, Bob Barker, the Enemy Award winning host of The Price is Right, dies at 99. Um, the I'm English, I've never seen their version of The Price is Right. And I will say that the only way I knew Bob Barker was in Happy Gilmore, and he actually says it on the first line here. Um, where Happy Bill, Bill, uh, Happy, Bill Mar, Happy Gilmore gets beaten to death almost by this old guy and then it's like the price is wrong Bob um, but yeah uh, yeah it's a shame 
Um, lots of love to his family and friends, and hopefully he died peacefully and wasn't like really bad complications and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, sad stuff. But that is the end of this week's show. So we'll go into the UK top forty in a minute. But yeah, just go to our website, whatnotgiving.co.uk, and have a look there. So thank you. Back soon. Hi, I'm Matt Cap, the lead artist on uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth and the creator of Castle in Darkness, and I listen to the One Up podcast. Hi, still David here, still One Up Gaming, still episode 365 of the One Up Gaming podcast. And we're going to go through this week's uh, UK top 40s. So we'll start by going from 40. So number 40, Dead Space by Electronic Arts. Number 39, Sonic Origins Plus by Sega. Number 38, Pokemon Scarlet by Nintendo. 37, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre by Nighthawk Interactive. Number 36, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach by Maximum Games. 35, Dark Souls Trilogy by Bandai Namco. 34, It Takes Two by Electronic Arts. 33, F123 by Electronic Arts. 32, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy by Activision. 31, Cyberpunk 2077 by Bandai Namco. Number 30 is Mario Party Superstars by Nintendo. Number 29 is Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. I don't know if I said Cap. It's, I know it's Capcom, I said CAC, CAC, CACCOM. Anyway, CACCOM. 28, Super Mario Odyssey by Nintendo. 27 is Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle by Ubisoft. 26 is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury by Nintendo. 25 is Super... No. I always get all these games mixed up because Nintendo, you're annoying with your naming things. 25, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe by Nintendo. 24 is Diablo 4 by Activision. 23 is Lego Harry Potter Collection by Warner Brothers. 22 is Street Fighter 6 by Capcom. 21 is Immortals of Avium, Electronic Arts. Number 20 is Pokemon Violet by Nintendo. 19 is Mafia Trilogy by Take Two. 18 is Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy The Definitive Edition by Take-Two. 17 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition by Bandai Namco. 16 is Animal Crossing New Horizons by Nintendo. 15 is Nintendo Switch Sports by Nintendo. Number 14 is Pokemon 4 by Nintendo. Number 13 is Red Dead Redemption 2 by Take-Two. 12, Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Electronic Arts. 11, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 by Activision. Number 10, Grand Theft Auto 5 by Take-Two. Number 9, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition by Bandai Namco. Number 8 is Minecraft Nintendo. Number 7, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate by Warner Brothers. Number 6, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga by Warner Brothers. Number 5, Hogwarts Legacy by Warner Brothers. Number four is FIFA 23 by Electronic Arts. Number three is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo. 
Number two is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe by Nintendo. And at number one, brand new in, is Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon by Bandai Namco Entertainment. And that is thank you so much to Games Press and the GFK Entertainment Software Charts All Formats. So thank you so much to them. And that, my friends, is the UK's top 40 for this week. Um, yeah, thank you all. It's been David, 1UP Gaming. Episode 365 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much. Please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Uh, please go to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. Uh, you can buy t-shirts. T-shirts, doing that. T-shirts, hats, and all the things on this week's show that I've been wearing. You can buy all that sort of stuff. Um, just go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk, or to our uh, uh, Etsy store, just one up gaming, all one word, and find the store. Over 200 items for sale. Please have a look around, we've got some cool little things. Um, Games Inspired Music is available now, it's an album. Stream it, buy it. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. Also, go to audiobooksontape.com where you can buy our first 100 podcasts, and one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. Please follow us and subscribe to us on Facebook. Just search One Up Gaming again on YouTube. So One Up Gaming, search for us, find us, like us. Over two thousand subscribers. Uh, like, share, ring the bell, uh, comment, all that good stuff. And yeah, you can win some T-shirts and some um, games and uh, stuff that we've got available. Just uh, subscribe and comment as you see fit. We are on Twitch, so it's twitch.tv slash official. And if you want to send us any tweets or X's, what you want to call it, it's at official. And if you want to send us anything personally on our email, it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, please subscribe, please like, share, comment, leave us positive reviews, things like that. It really helps when people are searching for podcasts about nothing so it's been me david from one up gaming saying thank you all for watching episode 365 not 350 yeah 365 yeah 365 i've done it all the way through saying it right and then right at the last minute i say it wrong so thank you for watching see you next week goodbye Want it, please
look me all my ways up in And I'll fight you to the death of hell Think you can play with me? No, you don't have to wait And see, I come to you and you will see about hell Cause I spit the coldest fire I see more of a denier Such a beast to all you liars Hell why don't you follow me? Contact the hero, obviously, and you will see that you should be about hell. Oh no, it's fading out. See, my time is running out, and now you all know you should be about hell. Put in my heart in this, cause we're the ones who started this. So you don't want no part in this, so It's taking over, have to say it, gonna show them the way you gonna really know of hell. Lyrical is genius, when I say it, but I mean it in a way my flow can be his meaning. Not gonna back down, I will bow down.